You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour! Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie Grasso, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. Welcome to our podcast. We have a very special spotlight episode today where we're taking a little bit of a break from our weekly recap scoop, and we're doing, giving a very special spotlight episode. And we're calling this new mini-series throughout our podcast, The Battle of the Divas. Because a lot of you have been hearing and watching and listening and realizing that sometimes we mention names of artists and people who we both like. And we always say, we should do a podcast episode on them. We should do a podcast. So today, we are doing something a little special where I'm going to take a famous diva of the theater world, and Jeff is taking a famous the- uh, diva of the pop music world, and we're going to talk about them. We're going to give you guys some information on them, their history, their background. We're going to talk about what they're currently doing, if they're still living. We're going to talk about um, some of the things that we've enjoyed them doing in their careers, some of the things we wish they didn't do, or maybe mm-hmm. they changed, or you know, and maybe we'll wrap up with what we hoped they do in the future and what yeah. we wish to see out of them because the two people we're going to talk about are people we both really feel passionate about in their music and them as a person and as an artist. Mm-hmm. So we're here. Battle of the Divas. Dun, dun, and dun. who is your diva? I have many. There's well, many in my for industry. This episode, in the theater though, industry. Who is yes. your for this episode, today I'm talking about Miss Barbara Streisand. Mm. Um, my fave, one of my faves, who I was very fortunate enough to see live in person a few years ago um, in Brooklyn, which was really, really special. So I'm really looking forward to talking about her. Who is your diva that we will be talking about today, Mr. Jeff? Uh, <laughs> my <laughs> little pop diva is Miss Kelly Clarkson, mm, mm. who I was also fortunate enough to see. How many times? <laughs> uh, I think seven. Wow, seven. I can't, well, that's a lot. That means you really like her. <laughs> yes, and the last time I saw her was with you, actually. Mm, yes, um, <clears throat> out in Long Island. So, so we're going to give you, you know, I'm, we're going to kind of let you all listen in, learn some things about these two people, hear us banter a little because we do have some healthy debates here <laughs> about what we like and don't like about each of them and what they each bring to the table and things like that. So sure. we'll save our commentary for later. For but after <laughs> statements. <laughs> so today is, like I said, our very special um, Battle of the Divas. We're not talking about our shows and stuff. That'll come back. We're taking a little bit of a break from that and kind of throwing it up a little bit and, and changing it up a little bit. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Without further ado, we're going to Miss Barbara Streisand land first, everyone. So hopefully you learn some new things about her. Here we go. Miss Barbara Streisand. Give us the history. Sure. She was born April 24th, 1942, which means it, she will be 80 years old this April. She is currently 79. So, wow. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. 80. Still working. She just released her latest album last Friday called Release Me Too where she reflects back on some of the poignant songs of her career and releases them. Some of them are duets, some of them are solos. So at almost 80 years old, this woman is still working all the way through um, pandemics. She's released a few albums now in this pandemic, or a c- couple in the last few years. Um, she's 79 years old. She's an EGOT winner, which means she has won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. There are only a handful of people in the history of the world that have ever won all four of those. Bravo. Bravo to her. Yeah, so <laughs> quite an accomplishment. <clears throat> she began working on Broadway in the early 60s. She came from a poor family. She started out in um, 
in in musical theater in interesting ways. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But she did start with Broadway in the early 60s. And she was signed to Columbia Records right away. And Columbia Records worked with her on that. Um, the Barbara Streisand album came out in 1963, which I actually have here. I'm going to show. Oh, props. <laughs> if you're not on the podcast, you can't see. But if you're watching our video, you can see. The, and if you see really close, I have a price tag where I got it at a tech sale for 99 cents. It's worth so much more than that. But um, I got it for 99 cents. Um, the Barbara Streisand album won the Grammy Award in 1963 for Album of the Year. Wow. So 1963, here she is. She just... Just signs to Columbia Records, releases the Barbra Streisand album, wins a Grammy Award for it. So huge accomplishments at such a young age right off the bat. <clears throat> Literally 21, I think, 1942, she's born, 1963. So very young to be winning um, the Album of the Year Grammy Award. Um, she has topped the U.S. Billboard's Top 200 charts with 11 albums, which is a record for a woman, female artist. She's had five number one singles. Um, and by the end of the 1960s, she went into film. She did, in 1968, she did the film Funny Girl. Um, she had starred in Funny Girl earlier, a few years in, earlier in the 60s, um, on Broadway. And then she went to do the film a few years later, starred in that, and actually wins an Academy Award for Best Actress in that. So Grammys and Academy Awards before she's even 30 years old. I mean, absolutely remarkable. Um, stuff. And then a year later, 1969, she goes and stars in Hello Dolly. Um, I think what's interesting about Hello Dolly is usually the track is played by an older person like Carol Channing in Broadway. She was so young playing Dolly Levi in the film, which was controversial for the time. But she was a star of the time, a breakout star. And so she goes in 1969 to play, to do Hello Dolly. Um, she also, um, she wins her second Academy Award writing the love theme to the Stars Born film. We actually have a podcast about the Stars Born films, and you can go back and listen to that. We talk about her film of that in the 70s. She's the first woman composer to win an Academy Award. The first female composer to win an Academy Award for composing a song. Um, then she does the movie, the famous movie Yentl in 1983, <laughs> which she's the first woman to write, produce, direct, and star. She did all of that for that film. Many really impressive first. stuff. Yeah. She sold over 150 million records worldwide. She's one of the best-selling recording artists of all time. Um, another interesting fact about her, she is the highest certified female artist in the United States with 68.5 million album units, and that's tied with Mariah Carey. Mm. So they're both still putting music out. So it's not like, you know, Mariah is a lot younger than her. At one point, she could surpass her maybe, but to be tied with Mariah Carey, actually, quite an accomplishment for Mariah Carey to be you know, not as old as Barbara and to already have hit the record sales that, you know, Barbara already has. That Christmas album really does it for her. <laughs> yeah, right. That all I want for Christmas Eve. What's um, interesting, fun fact, um, Barbara Streisand in 1960 um, starts out in the industry as an usher at the Lundfontein Theater in the original Broadway production of The Sound of Music. Wow. So she's starting – think about the 1960s for this woman. She starts as an usher in the original Broadway cast of Sound of Music. By the end of the 60s is – Academy Award winner, Grammy Award winner, star of films, releasing albums, signed to Columbia Records. Like, that's only nine years yeah. from 1960 to 1969. So thing, we learned this a lot about how things move really fast for people sometimes. And I think for her, so much of her success came a long time ago, right at the beginning of her career when she was in her 20s. Mm -hmm. So much of her success is in her 20s. We talk about that a lot when we hear about – we talked about Billie Eilish last week. Some of these young people find that success really quick. And some people end it really quick. Yeah, because you have to know how to handle it. Right. And so for this woman to be turning 80 years old next year, um, it's pretty astonishing. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple more fun facts about her before I talk about my opinions. Um, 
she her original Broadway debut was in a musical called I Can Get It For You Wholesale. And then um, that was in the early 60s. In 1964, she does Broadway's Funny Girl. Um, and interestingly enough, fun fact, she's Tony nominated for the 1964 Broadway Funny Girl. She loses the Tony Award to Carol Channing in Hello, Dolly that year. So Carol Channing wins the Tony Award. Then years later, Barbara's like, Peace, I'm going to go play that role in the film. Like, it's kind of astonishing. Diva moment. Carol, okay. Ch- Carol Channing doesn't do the film. I think that's astonishing when so many people originate shows and roles on the stage and then don't go to the film. Especially when Carol Channing was... was um, but she owned that role on the stage, so maybe it was on the stage. It was a different take on the, to do it. Right. But it's interesting. And also, another fun fact, Barbara Streisand, ever since Funny Girl in 1964, has never returned to Broadway. Mm. She, she finds her start in I Can Get It For You Wholesale... And Funny Girl, and then does not go back to Broadway. And finds all this success in film and directing and producing and starring and records and records and records and records. Uh, I'll gonna talk about that in a little bit. When I, I get into my opinion. Those on, are what I like to call diva moments. Diva moments. Diva <laughs> moments. She wins a Tony Award though in 1970. Um, she's the star of the decade Tony Award. So like by the 1970 comes, they're like, oh, she didn't win for the things, and so let's give her a Tony Award. And she's still not even 30 years old yet, and she's winning the star of the decade Tony Award. Um she has recorded 50 studio albums. I don't know many people, I can honestly say, that have recorded 50 studio albums. Pretty impressive. Um, she has 43 Grammy nominations. She has won eight Grammy Awards. And this is the big fun fact about, the, not just a fun fact, an astonishing fact. She is the only performer, the only act, whatever you want to call it, band, soloist, female. She's the only performer to have a number one album in each of the last six decades. Every single decade of the last six decades, she has had a number one album. In. Mm. Um, something that comes close in some of my research is Bob Dylan is the first to have a top 40 album in every decade from the 60s to now, the 2020s, mm. um, which is also an amazing accomplishment for Bob Dylan. But that's the top 40 album. This is I'm talking about Barbara having a number one album. Yeah. In every decade of the last six decades. Yeah. Once again, something I don't know anybody else comes close. Some people come close to that, but nothing like being able to confidently say that as a soloist, especially, and as a female. A really, really um, amazing accomplishment. There's um, not many artists from her first decade that she put something out that's still making music. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you think of the Beatles and all their success, but they're not, they haven't been around as long as right. Barbara has. And this, that's why I mentioned this Bob Dylan fact too, because I think it's important to know he's still wildly successful in his career for many, many years. Um, but that's just to put in comparison. Um, she's, like I said, 16.5 million units of records sold. Very, very, very astonishing. So let me just give you a little bit of my opinion on this person, because I clearly am passionate about talking about her. Um, Wildly successful. Oh, I think what I let me talk about what I admire about her. I admire the bravery. I admire her being a female, directing, producing, starring, pumping out music, being there in the 60s, in the mm-hmm. 70s. In the, she has fans that are as old as her and have stood by her side. There's a reason why we go see her in a sold-out concert two nights only in Barclays in Brooklyn and spend a lot of money to sit way upstairs because this woman has a following and she can keep doing this. I, I'm always impressed when a new album comes out. Sometimes we this latest album, like, okay, it's a lot of the old music, but she didn't need to, we talk about this a lot in this podcast, reinvent. 
How do they reinvent? How do they reinvent? She does not reinvent herself, and she's one of the few people that I can sit here and say, I don't think she needs to. I think think it works even when this latest album comes out, and it just clearly it works because it makes the sales, it sells, it sells, and it's popular. So this woman could sit there on a microphone and sing the phone book, and she'll still make the sales. And my question for you is, why do so many younger people feel like they need to reinvent the wheel, but someone like her just doesn't have to? She could, but she doesn't have to. And why? What's your opinion on that? My opinion is that she... From an artistry level, I don't find her to be that groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. So when you see certain artists out there that are reinventing themselves, it's because they want to be remembered for their artistry. If you're just going to be an artist that takes cover or that creates covers of songs that are popular and your sound is pretty much the same. I mean, this new album I was listening to, Mm -hmm. you were playing it in the background and I was like, this sounds like she put it out 40 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, where... What's the difference, you know? But also, I think there's a big thing in America that people don't really talk about a lot, is Americans don't like change. So when you have an artist that you like and you follow them, you want them to sound exactly the same over and over and over again. And other artists that try to change their sound, they're not as successful in America. Mm -hmm. You have to look at some people, depending on the artist, because... They'll either get backlash from their fans that love their sound. When you have someone like Pink, who went from one sound of like mm. R&B to hip hop to pop to rock to this, it makes an American think like, oh, they don't know what they want to mm. be. So they kind of discard them a little bit. But but the artistry of someone like Pink goes on and on. And mm. someone like Taylor Swift, who went from like country all the way to pop to now alternative she creates a fan base in a certain genre and then she kind of squashes that genre because the fan is now like, well, I don't like pop music. I only like alternative music or I don't like alternative. I only like country. So you see where someone like Barbara has stayed with the same sound, except for that one disco album, (laughs) (laughs) but she has stayed with that same sound over and over and over again. And her fan knows what they're going to get. Her fan's going to listen to the album. They're going to say, Oh great. It's the Barbara that I love. And, you know? I, and I think that's charming in a way for someone who's been around so long. This woman doesn't seem like she's planning on stopping anytime soon. She's about to but turn 80 years old and she, she doesn't have, have to. She recorded millions of songs and we'll never know. But guess what? She can just put them on an album. She could drop 12 tracks on it. Right. It can cost her literally nothing. Master the album and put it out. And guess what? You got <clears> another hit. I think that what I would – here's here's my opinion of what I would love to see – in the next few years, if she's going to keep working and staying healthy and 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 keep doing this, this tooth, I would love to see a little bit more face to the world. Yeah, there's a lot of like we don't know where she is. She hasn't done a film in how long? Is it like ages? And it's like there was rumors she was going to be doing the Gypsy movie and she was going to like direct it and maybe star in it. Like there, yeah. there was, and it's like you used to do this. You can get back on the film and do it. What's your swan song? Well, what's going to be your end all film or what's your la- big ending album or your big ending film role? Because another thing I will say is, wouldn't it be a beautiful, beautiful bow tied onto a beautiful box of presents of life if she came and did one more Broadway show? And the best, and I'm going to, and hear me out because the best part of that is you could do it. You could tell a producer, I'm going to do a woman show. I'm going to sit on a stool. And I'm going to sing and I'm going to tell a life story. Or you could do a scripted one-woman show. Or you could do a full musical and star in it. 
You could you could do it for a week. You could do it for a month. You could do it for a year. She has complete control to do whatever she wants. But to land on a Broadway stage, not in a concert arena, a Broadway stage where you started, and maybe that's in the works. Who knows? We may never know. It might be. But, but wouldn't it also- be cool to kind of take it all these years later, 60 years later, yeah. and – Go right back to where you started and kind of wrap that present up with the bow. Like, look where I started and look where I'm kind of wrapping up. I think that would be so beautiful and charming. And I, I know she's probably L.A. based now and New York is just a place she bops in for a concert and bops. It was cool to see her concert in Brooklyn where she's from. Um, that was cool and kind of cool. She talked about that in her concert a little bit. Uh, she's going back to her roots. Um, well, but, I guess oh, the question is, like, do you think she can handle doing a I mean, Broadway show? She handles an international tour still. She goes around and I tours know, the country I, I think and sometimes the we world. Forget like a Broadway show is, you know, seven nights a week. But she could even. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. She could say, you know what? I'm going to do four shows a week, and they're going to be in no matinees, and I'm going to do it for the month of December only. I mean, she can make all these decisions, and producer be like, okay, like because it's going to sell no matter what. So, well, I mean, it was, but doing like one or two nights here and there is fine. You get let your voice rest. I mean, after seeing that show, she probably needed some well, rest. <laughs> I, and watching her live, yes, yeah, she's get, she used to hold these notes forever and ever. And I listen. She's eighty, almost eighty years old. I get it. I, mean, I get it. I think anyway. Listen, I think she's astonishing. I think, I think her career, if it. If we look at her, you can't look at those facts that I just read and say, uh, you have to look at them and say, oh my God. I don't like, say, uh, it's, I, I know, I know, I, but I, I but guess it's the astonishing. diva of her though is like taking all this stuff from the past and just releasing like, and, like it's new. You know what? I mean, that's pretty deep. If you got it, as they <laughs> hey, say in the I'm producers. I'm keeping my name out there and I'm just going to release, oh, there were eight tracks over here. Here you go. If, as they say in the producers, <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it. She's got it. Just do it. Yes. There's nothing this woman can't do at this point. She's sitting on top of gold, Hollywood gold and Broadway gold and music history gold. So, hey, you could do whatever. You could stop. We could never hear from this woman again. We could hear from her every day. I think she could do whatever she wants. Yeah. I, with those stats, I'm astonished. I'm astonished. So, <laughs> the, and, and if you were to see, I have, I'm going to do this and wrap up by saying, I'm going to show in my, video, <laughs> all my Barbara albums. Woo, Barbara. And my funny girl album. We, Don't we let like it a fool you. A lot of those are mine. Okay, well, I got them. For I love my bands. I have I them on the list. I'm, 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 and, and by the way, last fun fact about her: Judy Garland, who she sang with. In yes. Judy Garland, there was a little bit of overlap, overlap there when Barbara was very young, and Judy was on the last few years of her life. Um, Judy Garland has said that Barbara Streisand is one of the last greatest belters of our time. So for Judy Garland to say that about of Judy's time, because let's not well, say that she's no. the last greatest belter of our time. Because, because we have some amazing belters no, after I, Judy well, is R.I.P. But let's just yes, say of I've Judy's time, she's one of the last. Of greatest Judy's uh, Judy felt at the time that she was one of the last great belters to come up through the ranks, and obviously now we have so many belters. Yeah. But for Judy Garland we to say that we have a belter coming up on this yes, podcast. For Judy Garland <laughs> of all people to say that about you, and to that, for that black and white video to still be circling Happy Days You Here Again. That's a great Happy performance. Days. That's like, I imagine you're 80 years old and you're thinking back to when you are in your 20s singing with Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful. And there we go. That's all I got on her, but I'm, I'm fascinated. So now we're going over to a different <laughs> diva. Popland. Pop Tell us all I about always, this. Kelly. I love having these conversations with Richie because like I go into Popland and I say my divas and he's like, 
What? Because he's so used to his traditional diva. I am, but I'm. I, but don't get me wrong. You love Barbara, and I love Kelly. That's the point of this. Is not to say we hate them. We love them, but we just learn from each other about yes. them. So you just learned a little about Barbara. I'd love to learn a little about Kelly for sure. So also, I wrote this down, but I don't know if you did. But do you know that what Barbara's vocal range was? Or it is? was quite as well. I it's quite astonishing. I don't know the specific range, but I know it was quite astonishing. Just Figured I'd ask. <laughs> but, um, all right, so Kelly. Kelly, also born in April. I think she's actually April 28th. So very close to Miss Barbara. Two divas close in that age. Um, she was born in Fort Worth, Texas. And um, after graduation, she's done musical theater in her life. She's, you know, done everything like the pop stars do. But after she graduated, she said she was not going to go to college. And she had scholarships to go to college, but she opted just to move to Los Angeles. Um, She wanted to pursue a music career as a backup singer for artists out there. So she went. She was doing all these lovely things. She was working as cocktail waitresses in comedy clubs. She She did. Before you keep going into later in life, she did music theater in high school yes and that's kind of cool that she did that yeah i just wanted to before you get moving through i, I remember her talking about that a lot. right yeah. they have a um she also created demos she was going on auditioning she was doing all those great things and about a year and a half in her la trip her apartment burned down mm. and uh she decided i'm gonna go home And that's right around the time that American Idol was buzzing and people were like, Kelly, you need to audition. You need to get out there. She went and did it. And she became one of 10,000 contestants on American Idol that went over there. So we all know the American Idol story. She went through all of these rounds. She made it to the final with Justin Guarini and she won. And what was her big deal? She won a million dollar contract with RCA Records and that's aligned with Clive Davis and I guess what's interesting and like the highlight of this is no one really knew what the success of an American Idol winner was going to be. So Kelly being the first one um, and the show having its first season, she releases the single A Moment Like This and it skyrocketed to number one. And she released her first album, Thankful, which also went to number one. And um, I guess the follow up to that was Miss Independent, the single, and that also went to number one. So people were finally like, okay. This show is going to work. Kelly is going to work. And then they had many seasons after that. But this time also had a low moment for Kelly because she was part of a movie <clears throat> called From Justin to Kelly. Oof, <laughs> oof, Did you yeah. see that movie? Uh, uh, and uh, uh. that was definitely a low moment for her there. But I, <clears throat> she, I, what's interesting about Kelly's career is like, I remember her winning and we were like, is she going to do anything after? She had a great moment in her a moment like this and miss independent and low all of those tracks from that album and then all of the sudden it's like around 2005 and she releases breakaway and this album i kind of call it like the pop phenomenon album it was so successful it had so many weeks on the chart it had it smashed so many singles out you had since you've been gone which i think is one of the greatest written songs of all time like pop songs of all time Mm. behind these hazel eyes walk this walk away and i was like wow i'm a kelly clarkson fan and from only seeing britney spears for once in my life and then kelly clarkson being my next concert in my life i was blown away because she could sing i was in an amazing moment of general admission i was jumping around and i was like wow this is going to be my pop star Mm. kelly then went on to release eight studio albums after 
All of them called Thankful Breakaway, My December, All I Ever Wanted, Stronger, the Wrapped in Red Christmas album, Piece by Piece, and this last one, <laughs> Meaning of Life. Um, this is the last tour I got to go on. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see um, that Richie brought me to. And I thought that this was a great album because this was, I kind of feel like Kelly's diva moment in that time she was with rca for a long time and she finally wanted to break that tie with her contract and she went on to release this album meaning of life in 2017 and that had love so soft which was nominated for a grammy and kelly has won grammys by the way um i think she has two and yeah so I think there's many things that Kelly is doing right, um, and I think she has many diva moments. I, she's an amazing coach on The Voice right mm-hmm. now, kind of spreading that knowledge of the pop industry. She has the Kelly Clarkson show, which is taking Ellen's yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. She's super successful there, and she writes children's books. Mm, so some funny. little fun facts about Kelly there, but what do you think about this diva's I think Kelly Clarkson is very talented. I think that she's released a lot of music and in her prime, she was going there. I worry a little bit that she's going to now get this really great primetime TV slot. And hopefully she keeps singing through her TV shows. She keeps putting new music. I don't want her. I wouldn't want her to get sedentary in like sitting on the voice every year, sitting on the, on the Kelly Clarkson show here and just kind of staying in that. I I think she's still way too young uh, uh, to just be sitting like, and just doing that. Like she could be, she should do it. And then when she's not, and listen, I understand she has kids. I understand in her personal life, she's gone through this rough divorce. I understand she's got a lot going on, but keep putting the music. You are, when I compare, what what was Barbara doing at this time? It was at her age, album, album, tour, album, tour, album, album, tour, different time. But I think I just wouldn't want to see Kelly kind of get, okay, well I host this show for 30 years. I think what I'll counter you on that though is, this is an interesting spot for Kelly because I. what if Kelly has felt like she's kind of tapped out all of her options for writing pop albums and stuff like that? And maybe she'll go into cover land and do something very similar to Barbara. But I think what's kind of interesting about Kelly's life, she's almost 40. Yeah. And she's continuing her longevity in this business as a businesswoman as yeah. well yeah. by doing some of these things like writing children's books or having her talk show or being on The Voice. And she's, she's almost educating the youth in this music industry now. And it's almost something that I kind of wish Barbara was doing. Yeah, Why sure. isn't Barbara sitting up on The Voice as a, a coach? Why right. isn't Barbara have a talk show? Right. You know, like right. what you're saying is like, right. where is Barbara in the scene though? We or see so where much about... Bar- well, Barbara at the time Kelly is at, almost 40 years old, is is entering the part where she's maybe not in front of the camera as right. much, but she's writing. Directing, Directing, producing. So it's different. Mm-hmm. It's a different. She wasn't hosting a TV show like the Judy Garland show, the Betty White show, all the Carol Burnett show. She was doing Hollywood from behind the scenes. As a, as a, so it's Kelly similar, just a little different. And maybe a little bit because I'm yeah. like, oh, when you think about it, you're like, oh, wait, why isn't Barbara around here? If people love her so much, she would clearly pull in the ratings. I also don't really have – I am very respectful of people's time and energy. And at, at 80 years old, it's hard because when you see Dick Van Dyke and Betty White doing what they're doing well into their 90s, you put someone like Barbara or Liza in their 70s and 80s and you say, where are they? Where are they? Well, 
you know what? They don't have to be anywhere. And right. someone like Betty White or Dick Van Dyke kind of make not make them look bad, but like, look, I'm I'm acting at 94 still. Like, you don't have to be. But. but there could be little things here and there. Where is the Netflix special on Barbara where she's actually right. there and it's not just, you know, footage from the past? Right. You know, what, what was the thing during quarantine where it, it was like Broadway and they were she, like, and, and like, Barbara Streisand's going to be here. And they oh, play wow. a clip from like 1990. Oh, no, no, I think it was a recorded thing for that, but it was just a pre-recorded it wasn't live she wasn't no, they there in New York the performance from right something. they played an old performance from the early 2000s or something I'm like but why like if you're releasing these games and they built so much hype of it yeah. like but that's why when she does something like oh I'm gonna go to Barclays and I'm gonna do oh that's why those tickets because out of nowhere she's gonna do it and people are gonna flock yes. the second she says something so I think Kelly has got a really really great future ahead of her um, if she, when you think of it she's half the age of Barbara so you what? know she's done a lot she's very successful what would you like to see Kelly do in the future? I just want to keep... What's I, Kelly's next diva moment? It's just, to me, it's put the music out. Do, you know, not to talk about another diva, we could talk about it another time, but like when Gaga takes a break from her pop life and sits down with Tony Bennett and puts some music out, that's a cover, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Kelly, go sit down with someone and write a book with them yeah. or sit down and put an album out or do a tour that's like a... Sit down on the stool like the Alanis Morissette thing that happened at the Beacon Theater. Like sit and talk and sing some acoustic. Yeah, we might get that. I'd love to hear an acoustic. Co- you hate to say it like this, but she did just go through a major divorce. Right. So, maybe she needs you know, that Maybe reflection. she needs a breather. But also maybe she's going to write a really yeah. you know, angsty album about this. Like Because yeah. guess what? That guy? But she's also going to be extremely – yeah. But she, just between the Kelly Clarkson show and The Voice, she's going to be extremely – and Raising Two Children, she's going to be extremely, extremely busy. busy. And I'm not saying that we need to hold certain people up to different standards than others based on their age or whatever. I'm just saying keep doing it because when you see artists disappear, it's a little sad, yeah. especially when they're so successful. I, I'm i always someone who's like find the middle ground. You don't have to be constantly 24-7, but don't disappear Kind of stay in it. And for the sake of the fans, because we're yeah. the fans. We want to see once in a while what's going on. So, And if there's something that I want to see Barbara do in the um, end of her-ish career, I would love to see, like you're saying, a one night only or a, you know, a few weeks stunt at Broadway, similar maybe to like Liza at the Palace. Yeah, and Barbara, or like what Ben Midler did and you know, Dolly. Like, come on back and just yeah, come to New, I don't know New if York. We should family. expect her to be in a show like that, but you can have a sit down yeah. engagement yeah. on Broadway. But a Broadway, not a big concert arena. Sit no, no, in a no. thousand seat sit Broadway house on a stool. and talk to us, right? And sell. Make it. You'll make a ton of money. People will buy the tickets. Doesn't matter what the price is. People will go. Mm-hmm. Do four or five shows a week instead of eight shows a week. You know, do it and do it for three months, and then you know, but do something. I don't for know. sure. Anyway. Oh, oh, it's time. We are out of time now. We had a really good time. This was great. Wow. Um, that we, flew by. Yeah, that we liked it. We could go another half an hour. But um, if you all like this Battle of the Divas and you want us to choose two people, another theatery person, another pop person for us to debate, discuss, and, and, and give you information on, let us know. Um, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. Leave us a review if you love what you heard. Um, join us on Instagram at Half Hour Podcast. That's where we're doing all the latest posts. This is through Two Worlds Entertainment. You can go to that Instagram as well. But our latest um, Instagram handle for this is at Half Hour Podcast. Head over there, comment on this latest episode. Let us know what you think. We're going to go back to our weekly recaps on some of the shows and this things things that we've been seeing. But um, every once in a while, we're going to throw in this new mini series, Battle of the Divas. Yes. We're going to take a like I said, a theatery person, a pop musicy person, and kind of talk about them and have 
have some good times. We we love the worlds that we both live in. So for sure. Um, but that's all for today. So until next time, signing off for now. I'm Richie and I'm Jeff. Ta ta. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.